All right, Yag, we are finally here. Yeah, absolutely. Why why are we here? <laughs> and what are we doing I, here? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm so happy that this is happening today after um, following up for more than two months. But yeah, I'm super excited. We are here to um, start our podcast, the Modern SaaS podcast. Super excited about the number of things that we have on our plate, which we have been discussing internally. It makes a, it makes for a great opportunity to put it out to the world and see if they find it valuable. Aditya, let me ask you this, you know, why are we doing this outside of me <laughs> running behind you? But why, why are we doing this? There are so many podcasts out there in the world mm-hmm. and um, there is so much of noise. And uh, why do we want to start yet another podcast? Yeah, I think, first of all, I'm also super excited. You mentioned you have been running behind me for two months. Trust me, I've been thinking about this for the last two years. So... You can imagine the level of my excitement is probably 10x more than that. And the whole reason why do yet another podcast? And uh, I think there are a lot of people have talked about it. Sharing your thoughts is important. You're building community. You're connecting with the like-minded people. You're learning by talking to other people, inviting guests. So there are so many benefits of doing a podcast. And we have seen multiple examples where companies have built authentic brand having their own voice, letting the world know. Because at the end of the day, as we talked about B2B, B2C, so much of that is at the end of the day is people to people. So when people started realizing that who we are, what our philosophies are, what our values are, we will attract the like-minded customers. We will attract the right-minded employees. And that's all about that I feel like we should share our thoughts. Then while we know that we should share, the whole question was that what we talk about. Like you mentioned something you asked, there's so much noise. Are we adding to the noise or yeah. how are we going to think about it? And I've thought about it. The way I started realizing based on my last experience of what I'm doing with internally, how we think about Avoma, how to build Avoma as a product. Um, but then also when I'm also a buyer and I'm trying to buy other companies' products, I started observing a lot of different patterns. The philosophies were not aligned the way I thought where the world is heading. And I started questioning a lot of the practices that all people are following. And I felt we are building a SaaS. I'm passionate about SaaS. I, that's what something I deeply care about. And I think extremely passionate about that domain and industry and in general. But then there are so many facets to building a SaaS company, growing a SaaS company. And I just felt the world has not, SaaS is also not new. It's been there for what, 10 plus 20 yeah. years now probably. And I just felt... Things that we still do today are still what they were 10 years ago. And we haven't evolved as much. And I felt we need to question some of the practices that people are doing today. We need to look at our own self, retrospect, how are we doing, learn from the best as well out there, and share that knowledge so that everyone starts learning that how to build a modern SaaS company and how to grow it more efficiently. And I felt, why don't yeah. we actually talk about that? And that's just, that basically was the whole genesis of this. Hey, why don't we start a podcast talking about modern SaaS? And here we are, Yag, yeah. super excited to, again, dive into different topics. We have so many of these topics that we internally discuss, but now we'll try to bring those back uh, with the rest of the community here. Yeah. 
you know the thing that makes me most happy about is there have been so many internal conversations that i felt were worthy of being recorded and putting out in the world and um, that's one of the reasons why i felt this is really really awesome one it's not only about the internal conversations it can be conversations with customers it can be with some industry thought leaders yeah. there can be so many of these things that can come into this episode but you know uh to start with today's topic one of the things that you mentioned i thought you know that's that's a great segue to get into today's episode this is about something that aditya and i have been often discussing a lot internally there has been a lot of riffing thinking about discussing debating and this is somewhere influenced us into how we buy our uh, softwares internally so yeah. the topic that we want to discuss today is uh, you know should we go for say the best in breed solutions or should we be going for an all in one platform that looks after entirely so i have my opinions but uh, aditya floor is yours you started first well i might come across biased here as well but uh, the way i think about it is there will be always best of the breed solution so if you normally you would ask somebody what you would buy people would say oh we will buy best of the breed because we want the best tool to get the job done and yeah. uh, one of the observations i'm having is that and my prediction you if you might want to say the prediction for 2022 would be i would see more and more companies will buy all in one software and here is why i believe uh, that would happen one of the things is that you can see so much saas fatigue is happening too many tools to get job done for each individual things and then multiple tools basically the problem becomes now the collaboration between these tools different people not having access to different tools is becoming a nightmare issue for me in general when i look at let's say customer facing teams you would have a marketing automation tool differently you would have crm differently yeah. there was another best uh, live chat provider separately but what ends up happening here is that all your three different teams have their own best of the breed tools but they don't have a unified understanding of your customer's life cycle so our sales people talking to customer and they realize that oh they're also also talking to a support chat and they have no idea what it was but if i want to give access to my sales person to that live chat i have to again buy another license so the tools are getting expensive to give access to everyone to make sure data flows in and everyone has can see the uh, conversations across the entire life cycle of customer but then that's obviously it's getting expensive then you say okay we well, you know what we'll do the integrations and there have been a lot of these integrations but the whole data plumbing is never natively great experience that we have seen there's always something missing and that also gives bad experience to customers at the end of the day so both hands i felt all these tools we try to optimize for our individual workflows end up becoming inefficient expensive and even worse they are making our customers life lot difficult but let me put it this way uh, yeah. sorry to interrupt you there's one thing is that Uh, you know over the last um, say 10 12 years what i've constantly seen is every team is also having their own preference as to what tool they really love you know yeah. so um, just to give you an example if you ask me uh, what what chat tool uh, would i like to have i would put my hands up and say intercom any day yeah. right um, same thing um, happens like if you ask me what is a help desk that you would love i would say zendesk any day so there are going to be these uh, picks that i am going to have in everything yeah. and there are going to be specific reasons for that because uh, you know there are certain features that is very useful for what i do on a daily basis yeah. and that might be missing in an all in one solution and i know that uh, you know we don't use 
a lot of features even in any solution that we have but the best feature that we love if it's not going to be there in the all in one solution isn't that disappointing uh, that is 100% true so i am not saying that there will not be best of the breed solution so there will be of the solutions and i think it also depends on the stage of your company as well probably more mature company is they might end up going for the best of the breed and they can have resources to invest do extra plumbing to talk the data between multiple different tools and so that way you would get best of the breed functionality and then you are also making sure the data flows through across different applications or systems that you're using the problem that i also see yag with what you had suggested while we think that we will use the best of the breed and we have all the bells and whistles that we buy that hey this is the most functional tool look at what percent of function do you end up using not only 100%. <laughs> and yeah. so any given tool and there is some stat i don't remember the stat people have done this studies that i think probably is this less than 30% of the functionality gets used for any given product and if that's the true thing you're right what if there is functionality in intercom that is really best that people love now it's the job of the all in one tool let's say in, i'll pick an example for that particular use case hubspot HubSpot, in my opinion, has done phenomenal job in terms of having a CRM, marketing automation, sales engagement, and live chart related products all across in yeah. one tool. Are they best in each of what they do? Absolutely not. But they have also done a good job of identifying what are the best features of these products are must have in the all-in-one functionality, and so they prioritize those functionalities. So you are not going to probably miss every single functionality there, or at least the most important functionality. it's there in hubspot's end to end platform but look at the benefit you're buying only one tool people can get access to the tool end to end information our customers get seamless experience and i feel yes i 100% agree some compromises we have to make when we migrate from let's say intercom to hubspot totally agree with that but as long as you believe that that company is also innovative they are going to constantly catch up on the best of the breed functionality that you have i think you can invest from the long term point of view and that is where i always question like it becomes nightmare you buy some best of the breed tools then at later point you want to migrate to all in one tools so sometimes i look at who are the all in one best of the tools there for all in one tool and rather invest in them and continue to grow with them as they continue to grow with uh, their product their functionality as well right and you know because you come from a product background let me ask you this you know is this something that uh, people have to think like say if i am a founder like mm-hmm. say if i was one of the founders of oma i mean i look at myself as one <laughs> but <laughs> what are. i'm trying to say is that if i <laughs> so what i'm trying to say is that if i'm trying to build oma to that or any tool to that mm-hmm. so am i thinking about this holistic architecture from day one to be that extra one or are we even beginning to build with say so a small solution let's say i'm building a chat tool today tomorrow i might build a crm tomorrow uh, you know i might build another uh, say customer success software and then start connecting or how do i think about it and is it viable to even think holistically from day one i think that's an excellent point and uh, glad that you brought that up because that is exactly how we have done as well at aboma one of the things that we did was we said there are all these tools were there if just to give people context what avoma is we haven't introduced ourselves or what avoma is but what avoma is really it's an end to end meeting life cycle 
assistant where we capture all the conversations and we look at all the tasks that you do before the meeting, during the meeting and after the meeting. Without getting too much into promotional stuff, the whole idea was that we felt there have been tools that people have built in this space that were only specific to one particular function, let's say sales or coaching use case. Then there were all the other tools which were true horizontal for the transcription related use cases. And we felt none of these tools really go beyond the day-to-day workflows that we truly have. And uh, the way I look at it, I have this philosophy, I look at it as a triangle and I try to divide it into three basically triangle slices. And when you think about building a product from a strategy point of view, uh, you always want to make sure the bottom layer is an engineering related layer. The top layer above that is a product layer. And the, the topmost layer is the go-to-market layer. So now when you think about your engineering should be as horizontal as possible when you from the vision point of view, that you know that what's your vision is going to be the broader vision. And based on that, you start designing from that point of view. But you're not over-architecting it in the early days of startups. But you need to make sure that your team, your critical member in your team know that this is where the future is going to go. But when you're building the product, you're not going to use all the functionality that engineering possibilities are there. Then you're restricting the product a little bit for few use cases, but have a little bit of flexibility that other people can also use it. And then from the go-to-market, which is even sharper, that's when I see that even though your product is to some extent horizontal, can go to other use cases, all in one different people can use it. From a go-to-market point of view, you need to be even sharper. You need to focus on only specific target persona where the pain is the highest. And so you're right. The problem is that what happens if you have this specific best of breed tools, even the branding of the company, you might start with something very sales specific. And then you might have your sales name in your brand name itself. And then it gets very difficult to expand to other use cases later on when the company starts growing and things started working out. And that was, we were very sure about Avoma's branding. We said it should be something that can grow into anything. Uh, that's why the word itself does not mean anything, as most of the people probably might know that it's an acronym for a very organized meeting assistant. But on its own, the word doesn't mean anything, but it's short and sweet. But you can now expand to any use cases that you want. So you're 100% right. And I do believe that having that perspective, that vision that we are going to build all in one versus are we going best of the breed will impact all the decisions starting from the branding, engineering architecture, go-to-market strategy. It impacts everywhere. You know, here's a product marketing riff angle that I'm going to bring in here. Um, see, when you look at a typical product marketing angle and think think about where does a product marketer get himself or herself involved into this journey? Mm-hmm. And if you look at the entire launch process, you know, it's it starts from even the very beginning as to how does the engineering phase look and you're looking at okay, what are the different problems that we are going to solve for? Mm -hmm. And when you said the top part of the triangle, it becomes super focused. It is probably the third or fourth stage where you get there. But fortunately or unfortunately, this is my biggest gripe that in most teams, when product marketers come into the equation, the product is already there. Mm -hmm. Uh, The path is already defined. And then they go into like, they said, okay, this is your audience. This is how you go about and promote. Now, bringing back the angle, what you're talking about, let's say, you know, today a product is focused to only sales as an audience, mm-hmm. okay? Tomorrow, if we want to expand to customer success or maybe say customer support or marketing or engineering or whatever. Mm-hmm. So how does that top part, you know, explode from there if we are beginning with that focus? Well, again, it's, it's uh, as I rightly said, every company has 
evolution phase as well. So the whole point is that you're right. If product marketing people come in, they will probably come later on till that stage. Maybe founders are the ones who are doing the product marketing job. They are the ones who are defining what positioning, what's the messaging is going to be. And that's why with use case that you want to go after is what they should be defining very clearly. But as we rightly said, like then you identify what are the adjacent markets that we most interact with. That's the natural way where I would expand either product line, another adjacent product or use case that you can solve, or even just the adjacent market or domain where the same product can be used to other functions of other people. Like in our use case, one of the things that you can say, the transcription and note-taking behavior was valuable for salespeople. So we started with there. That was where the need was the highest, the pain was the highest. But then we immediately realized that they're not the only ones. There is a customer success people also on the front line. Uh, We didn't have to change a product whole lot. Few things here and there. We didn't have to position ourselves as a sales coaching tool the way others people have done it. And that way, customer success people didn't feel that, oh, this is not for me. It's not a coaching tool because they realized that I can also use it. It's a meeting assistant. I'm doing customer facing meetings. I'm forgetting all the information and I need some way to capture that, go back and refer. So we, the same product, we were able to scale to different segment as a secondary kind of uh, segment itself. But now that has been going on also well. Now we are at a journey. We are saying, okay, what are the other use cases compared to initial note-taking use cases that these set of people want to be done? Now we are expanding the product use cases. This is where the product marketing person, the job, initial job is done, but it's not done done for the long time because you're constantly now expanding use cases. You're constantly expanding verticals. And so they will continue to bring that perspective even though they join the journey later on. So that's how I think it's a part of the phase, what phase they join, and you can still have that opportunity going as the company continues to grow and scale. No, I absolutely love this because in a lot of companies that I've seen, you know, the product marketing journey feels like it's over after the product has launched, but not many people realize that it actually starts there. You know, it could be your use case. It could be expanding to marketplaces. It could be n number of things that you could look at. Absolutely. But coming back to the core of discussion today, you know, I want to ask you this. Overall, if you have to sum up the ultimate benefit of going towards an all-in-one solution, is it the unit economics or is it the expansion of use cases? What are you most inclining towards? Number one thing I'm inclining towards is your customer experience. 100% I'm thinking it's think from your customer's point of view that how many tools that they need to buy to get their job done. If you only focus on your tool, your technology, your solution, you're not looking at your customer's problem. You're not looking at customer's jobs to be done framework that you might have heard about, what job they're truly trying to do. Giving a transcription is not solving their problem. They need to take those transcription and extract some notes. Why do they extract notes? Oh, they need to go and enter it into the CRM. Why do they need to enter it into CRM? Because their manager wants to run reports, they need to go back and follow up accurately, all of those things. So the more you start understanding the journey of a customer, you will start realizing that instead of giving another tool for note-taking, another tool for coaching and transcription, you're breaking that experience that customer is having and you're making their life a lot more complex. So if I really want to bring, if one reason that why you should build as a product builder an all-in-one solution is for your customer journey, customer experience. And when I'm thinking why you should buy all-in-one solution, that is for your employee experience. One of the things I'll talk about this topic here is, uh, you know, we talked about this a lot of the times, yeah, that today people say that, oh, product becomes commodity. 
features can be copied over, yep. which we see constantly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to some extent, even the go-to-market is getting copied because the playbooks are all overwritten. People are sharing their playbooks. So there's nothing rocket science yep. in some of these things if company wants to win. And because there's so much competition, I always wonder if product is commodity, if the, the go-to-market playbooks are commodity, then how do these companies win? How do startups win? Then I started thinking about it and I felt it's the speed of execution. You can, if you can make sure that you can execute faster than anyone else, same idea, same go-to-market playbook, but with whatever the resources that you have, if you can run faster, you can still win and get more traction in the market and adopt more customers. Then I started thinking, how do you get the speed? One of the things is that the efficiency. You look at how your company is operating, how information gets passed, how decisions are being made. And then you realize that people are constantly, yes, there are people issue, process issue, but there is also the tool issue. The moment I started seeing that people don't have access to information, they're not able to make the decision. So then I started thinking, how can we make sure that people have access to information easily? And that's when I started thinking, instead of buying these four tools, trying to do data plumbing, trying to run extra reports on top of it, extra manual work on top of it, why don't we buy tools that have these, all these experiences is one tool. I'll actually share a couple of examples where I've recently come across uh, where I felt these companies are evolving into all-in-one tool and they're winning the market. And by the way, one of the other things is that there will always be market for all-in-one. So you can see that a lot of companies, best of the breed, will become really successful. But there will also be this whole yeah. new category will become where all-in-one products will become also equally successful. And there will be enough companies yeah. who would prefer to buy that all-in-one tool compared to buying the best of the breed. Yeah. To give an example, recently I came across three, four different things where I felt the whole all-in-one strategy from the day one has started really working out. Uh, one example came to my mind was Rippling. So Rippling is mm -hmm. this whole HR all-in-one tool where they do payroll management, benefits management, even where the tools that you're buying and all of that stuff. There have been really popular tools, Gusto and all of these things who are doing only payroll. And I have been in Gusto customer yeah. for many years. The product did not evolve a whole lot. It was a payroll product. They were doing all fine. And Gusto was very popular by that time. Rippling came in very late in the market. And, uh, but the vision was right. They said, we are not going to only do payroll and compete directly with Gusto with the payroll functionality. We are going to over-invest in our vision and going to do a lot more stuff early on, but give that horizontal perspective or that all-in-one narrative from day one. And look at how... Rippling started executing really at a rapid pace. They started adding features very fast across all different these use cases. And that is actually true. The, the way Rippling solved the problem is exactly what I would want to buy. Guess the effect yeah. of what happened because of that. Gusto started yeah. innovating faster. Gusto product had not evolved for so many years and suddenly they started pacing up their functionality. Because of this all-in-one competition, they started realizing customers prefer all-in-one. They are going to Rippling for a reason. Yeah. Suddenly, Gusto started launching functionalities, launching new features at a rapid pace. I'll give you a second example, which also we went internally as a change, was uh, ClickUp, the whole project management tool. Yeah. Massive industry. I was going to bring up as well. <laughs> right? I mean, if you think about one of the most crowded SaaS categories is a project management tool. Yeah. So many yeah. $10 billion companies are out there. And we were at uh, Aboma, we were using Jira, 
for engineering task management and sprint management. And we were using Asana for all our go-to-market task management. But guess what happened? Yeah. Now, our go-to-market team didn't know the things about the engineering roadmap and all of that. Engineering team didn't know if customer issues were happening, anything that we were happening here. They didn't have access to that. And so that collaboration was not really going on well. ClickUp came in out of nowhere, bootstrap company. So the, the, the reason I'm explaining these stories is that a lot of people will question, but Aditya, how can with all-in-one vision that you can build so much because all these companies have so much functionality, they're already so ahead. Look at the what ClickUp did. Because the vision was right, they took the right decisions. They already had engineering architecture supported them to go and expand into these use cases. And that company became so popular in such a short period that they're pretty much giving hardship to all these asanas of the world, Mondays of the world, and all of that. So what we did, we migrated to all ClickUp now. We are a happy ClickUp customer and all our team, engineering, product, go-to-market, sales, customer success, everyone is on ClickUp. So that's why I feel like this whole, we did this for HubSpot also. We migrated all of our marketing, CRM, and uh, even engagement products, sales engagement products to HubSpot. I saw this pattern literally three times in Avoma's small journey that we have here. And I felt this is a trend. This is going to happen. More and more people are going to prefer the all-in-one tools. And there are founders who are going to build all-in-one tools as well. So I hope that gives you context because these perspectives, those opinions are coming based on the real world experiences that we have seen as well. You know, one thing that I love about either be it our internal conversations or, you know, uh, today conversing on a public platform is that when I start conversing with you, a lot of things feels like, hey, Aditya is like my way or the highway. (laughs) But once I hear the logic behind it, it makes a lot of sense. But yeah, with respect to ClickUp and HubSpot inside uh, inside Avoma, I've seen it live and I 100% agree because when we are a small team, if we are having so many, imagine the kind of problems it will create when we become a much bigger company in the coming years, right? Exactly. So yeah, absolutely with you on that. I'll add one point, Yag. What happens because of that, as if you continue to invest in the best of the breed tools, I'm not saying they'll fail at the job that they're trying to provide you. But what happens is you end up now hiring more people to manage those instances to do the data plumbing. So now the whole operations becomes an additional overhead. Now you need to hire agencies to solve the internal problem. So the expense you might think and the best of the breed also sometimes end up becoming expensive on its own because you're buying best solution, then you're paying more. You have to buy more licenses across different people to give access to different uh, team members. And then to manage those and in data operability. So in large, I felt expense is also another factor criteria that would matter and who wants yeah. to spend more people want to run companies efficiently from a cash flow point of view as well so when you look at the spend yeah. and the SaaS fatigue i was talking about this is another area that you will see i'll i'll give an example also i had a customer he was negotiating price with me and I, the way he negotiated he basically took the list of 15 different tools that he was paying today. And he said, Aditya, I'm paying for these 15 <laughs> tools that. today for my go-to-market stack. Help me, please, help me save money. And I felt that pain, <laughs> honestly. And I wanted to do something, but that's exactly the point that you need to have tools which are going to be consolidated 
and that's why that all in one mindset is really really important in my opinion yeah no i love that you know we have covered so much in probably you know 20 22 minutes of time this is amazing you know i i think we should do more of this um and this should be a start of so many episodes to come so this is fantastic aditya what do you think no absolutely and look uh, we the whole idea that what we also talked about internally was that we'll keep it raw we'll have our thoughts directly come from the heart uh, this is not going to be a very highly scripted show we'll share thoughts it might be opinions and you might disagree you might agree we want to learn from you as well these are our opinions maybe we are doing something wrong and so help us uh, understand what are your viewpoints as well we will invite some guests to learn from them their best practices and we will try to ask hard questions there are one of the things i also hate is people don't talk a lot about the practices that are still being followed because you know everyone follows it so we got to follow it as well not many people are questioning a lot of things from the first point of view first principles point of view so we'll ask yeah. those hard questions to ourselves we'll ask those hard questions to our guests and we'll try to make sure that you are getting something actionable you are also getting something thought provoking to say that hey where the world is going how can we make sure that this experience and one of the other things that i'm realizing that why we are also doing yag this is our job as a community to get better and help our customers and buyers to have that better experience yeah. and it's almost like it feels like it's our responsibility that we educate each other and uplift the entire saas community saas experience that what we are everyone is talking about the consumerization of the enterprise i still don't see it's happening yet and hopefully this moment that what we are doing the knowledge that we will be sharing here will help the rest of the saas community to start building the products that were our buyers want to buy that buyer experience is extremely important customer experience is extremely important and so we'll start sharing those topics yeah absolutely and uh, i can already see why uh, people comment and like your posts a lot because it always comes from the heart and uh, you know i will also um, come up with opinions um, you know from the marketing side yes. sales side and whatever i have and uh, yeah let's let's keep uh, bringing up good topics good guests and bringing good content so one request from me and aditya probably is that you know um subscribe to our podcast give us a lot of love um you know give us five stars uh, and also let us know uh you know what kind of topics would you like us to uh, go deeper on and uh, you know we'll do our best there what say aditya no 100% so first of all one of the things what we are also deciding is that we will do this on youtube as well so you'll have videos so do subscribe to that channel hit that like button it helps youtube to learn that our show is going to be something more people want to learn and it helps us as well to know that okay more people are interested in this topics and be honest if our format is not right you want us to do it different way do share comments uh, definitely and as right yak said why not six star why just five stars so give us good rating <laughs> on uh, our podcast we will continue to learn more about your feedback to that and we'll continue to improve based on that as well so yeah all right so that's that from us in this episode this was fun and we'll continue to do this more and until we connect with you the next time this is bye from me yag and bye from aditya as well thank you